So the Constitutional Court has upheld the land claims court judgment, right, to appoint a special master to oversee land claims. Some of the claims being brought by the farmers are said to be 22 years old. We now speak to to Laurel Utley. She's the director of the Association for Rural Advancement. Um, Good afternoon, Laurel. Yes, hi, afternoon. Thanks for having me on. Oh, welcome to 2000. So, Laurel, does this judgment bring Labour tenants any step closer to owning land? Absolutely, it, it does. It provides a really strong mechanism to make sure that we have some real movement happening on these cases in the next couple of years. Um, you know, we've had so many decades of delays now, and it really is, such a relief to have such a strong ruling from the Constitutional Court saying Mm -hmm. that, you know, settling these land claims is absolutely fundamental to moving our country forward and to seeing justice done. I just think it's it's a moment for for all South Africans to really pause and, and see that it is a new chance now. It's a new era of political will. It's a new phase in our democracy and we have such strong courts that are really supporting that and Mm. urging us to move forward as a country together. Okay, now Laurel, this is the first time I've ever heard of a special master being appointed. Um, What what is this special master and what is his role in this uh, situation? Yeah, I mean it is novel. It's the first time that a special master has been appointed in South Africa, um, although it does come from international best practice. So such uh, appointments have been made in other countries. Um, But basically it means that the court um, has an an extension of the court that is able to oversee in much more detail the effective implementation of of a court order. In this case, they will be working very closely with the Department of Agriculture, Rural Development and Land Reform in terms of coming up with a really comprehensive plan for settling all these outstanding labor tenant claims. But beyond just having a plan, it's about making sure it is the most effective plan and that it has the proper budgets and the proper human resources attached to it that really need to move this forward because that's a large part of what's been lacking over the last couple of years. But why does the department, Laurel, need an extension of the court? Why couldn't the department handle this on its own? Well, that has been the question we've been asking ourselves for the last 20 years. But I um, I think we have to understand a combination of factors, including um, the politics behind it. Because if you look at the budgets that have been allocated to land reform, they've been shrinking in real terms. Um, And without budget and resources, there's huge limitations to what's possible. Mm. So what we really need now is for government to put put their money where their mouth is to really allocate the resources and the budget that the department needs to get this work done. Okay. Now we've heard that there have been 11,000 claimants who have, appro- who have uh, approached the department in 2001. So is this the number of people that need their cases heard? Well, there were over 22,000 original applications. Mm. Um, and the estimate 
of 11,000 is what we think remains outstanding. Unfortunately, oh. we don't have accurate statistics from the department, but that's part of what the court has ordered them to produce. Um, unfortunately, many of these claims have been lost. Um, others have been settled, but not in the way that the law intended for them to be settled. So often they've been lumped in with other kinds of land reform projects that were not really designed uh, in the same way as the Labour Tenants Act. So there's a lot of unpacking that needs to be done in terms of what the reality is for the remaining 11,000 claimants. And another thing that's, um, or another issue that's, you know, dragged on for many years, 22 years to be exact, is the the Hilton um, College debacle in KZN, um, which is also subject, you know, to land claims and labour disputes. What what yeah. do you, what do you expect will happen there? Like, give us a bit of um, background on what's happening there. Yeah, so I mean, I think that the Hilton College Labour tenant claimants have become quite iconic uh, in this struggle, partly because of the massive contrast between Hilton College's the most expensive school in the country, um, with these incredibly poor, underprivileged um, labour tenants who have been living in poverty on that land mm. since long before the school was founded. Their, their ancestors were there. Mm. So, um, and because they were some of the applicants named in the in the class action labour tenant case where we saw the judgment yesterday. Um, in terms of their claims being taken forward, one of the m- massive complicating factors is that the original claimants have actually passed on. Um, in fact, the last two in only very recent months. Um, and it, now that the court is finally going to be hearing their case, which will happen early next month, um, it's been set down to be heard in Durban mm. just after the last of the claimants has died. So their descendants will take the case forward, but it's really challenging because the case is based on oral history Mm. around, you know, where they used to live, where they used to have um, grazing and cropping rights and the the history of of where they were moved around on the farm. Mm. So it it becomes increasingly difficult for the descendants of labor tenants to, to really get the the justice that they that they need. And considering um, that there's a school now that's fully functional, that's, you know, servicing the community as well, that, that should also make it a bit tricky because what then happens? Do we demolish the school or do we then, is, will there be a oh, monetary no. payout? Not at all. So where the, the labor tenants are still living on the land. Um, really? They don't live on the, pro- the... The school owns a massive piece of property that extends way beyond where the actual boarding establishment and classrooms are. Mm. They have a farm that, that, that nestles in the valley behind the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the labor tenants and their families um, still live, as well as other farm dwellers. So um, they're not claiming any of the land where, this, where, where the, the school education is. takes place. Mm-hmm. Not at all. It's, it's in the valley behind that has now been turned actually into a nature reserve and there's some forestry and other, oh. um, other kinds of... of things happening but no not there's there's never been any threat to the actual because oh, we thought the school was going to be demolished thank you for that clarification <laughs> thank you so much Laura no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much Laura enjoy the rest of your afternoon it's been a very insightful conversation <laughs> great thanks so much <laughs> bye